Amen. We're going to get into God's word, and I just, I just pray that God and the Holy Spirit will move in your hearts and minister to us. Uh, God is good, church. God is good, and I'm so grateful this morning. Again, God has been faithful, and God has blessed us beyond measure, and so we are so grateful. Honestly, church, the, the last few days, God has just reminded me time and time again about having an attitude of gratitude as such. I know it's cliche, but God has really been challenging me with this because there is a lot, there is a lot for us to be grateful for. I know if I, I know I have been following the news online and uh, and getting these updates, and I'm sure many of you have been following along too. And this whole virus situation has has thrown things off as such, and people are upset and getting frustrated, and and understandably so. And there's no normal schedules actually. I mean, kids are not going to school, and you can't just go out whenever you want to as such. And you know, there's. Uh, most serious income loss and you can't even get the groceries that you want sometimes and uh, the other day the dogs actually chewed up some wiring and I had to end up going to <clears throat> Home Depot to pick it up and I get to Home Depot and there's a line to get into Home Depot too and I was standing in line and then people started arguing with each other for whatever reason and then we ran out of diapers and so I end up going to Walmart to buy diapers but they didn't have diapers so I had to go to Target, and I get to Target, and then there's a line to get into Target too, uh, into that store too. And then the most serious, the virus itself, there are so many people getting sick, and so many people getting infected, and people dying, and people are getting worried and scared, and, you know, reading about all this stuff and everything that's happening is so much negative stuff happening, and it's easy to get discouraged and depressed, and... <clears throat> And as I, was, as I was standing there in line at Home Depot, uh, the Lord just uh, popped this thought in my mind as such, in my head. Why do so many people wait for Thanksgiving time to be grateful? And I, I know a lot of us in church are, are grateful people, I know. But once in a while, we get so easily uh, out of focus or we lose our focus a little and get caught up with everything that's happening around us that we forget to be grateful and I stood there for those almost five to ten minutes in the Home Depot line and I made a very conscious deliberate choice to to just express thanksgiving to God I really did that and I don't know whatever people thought but it was really so uh, a uh, like I said, it was a conscious effort that I had to make. And so I encourage you this morning to, uh, to do one thing. As you listen to the sermon, I want you to type in a comment in the comment section. Just a short line. Just type in something to express your gratitude to God or to someone else. Just th take time to do that as you uh, listen to the sermon. And here's the thing. And the thing that really hit me this time around. That a grateful heart is such an amazing reflection of who a believer really is or who a believer ought to be. If I can say this, radical gratitude ought to be something that sets us apart from the rest of people. Radical gratitude. 
I mean, just generally speaking, a grateful person is uh, so much more pleasant to hang out with versus an ungrateful person is always miserable and makes everybody else miserable around him. And so you don't want to hang out with someone like that. Anyway, I went back home and that evening before I went to bed, I was, I was online looking for uh, just things about grateful, a grateful heart and gratitude. And I, uh, there's so much out there and a couple of articles really jumped out at me. But there was one uh, article or a blog that said, and I read this one, it says it was titled 31 Benefits of Gratitude, the Ultimate Science-Based Guide. And as I was reading that, even the uh, heading or the title itself brought a smile to my face because I was so fascinated because almost 2,000 years ago, the writers of the Bible told us to be grateful. But so many people struggle to listen to what the Bible says. They would, uh, they would rather believe what they find online rather than believe what the Bible has to say gratitude and and that's what I want to talk about today and I just want to focus on a, a, a very familiar passage that we find a familiar scripture that we find in the Bible and it's found in 1st Thessalonians 5 uh, 16 through 18 I know there's a typo on the screen but it is 1st Thessalonians chapter 5 verses 16 through 18 which says rejoice always pray continually give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Verse 18 says, give thanks in all circumstances, because this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. Now that was written by Paul 2,000 years ago. To be grateful in all situations. So I've divided my sermon into three points, basically. Three questions. The first one is, how can we be grateful with everything that is happening around us? How can we be grateful? Here's the reason. We as believers can still be grateful in the midst of all that is happening around us right now because our gratitude is not dependent on the circumstances we are in or the situation around us. Our gratitude, number one, depends on who God is. That's it. The reason we can be grateful with everything else happening around us, number one, is because our gratitude depends on who God is. That He is all-powerful, all-knowing, all-sufficient. He is sovereign. He's in control. He is good. He is faithful. He is kind. He is loving. He's gracious and compassionate. And I can go on and on and on. But here's the thing. Our gratitude comes from a clear vision of who our God is. Let me say that again. Our gratitude comes from a clear vision of who our God is. The thing is the devil has been trying from day one to try and distort that image of who God is in our minds. And he fills our minds with lies that God doesn't care, God doesn't love us, God is just so far away. But we need to know as Christians, as believers, who our God is. And that is the basis of our gratitude. I have several scriptures right here. Focus on, uh, focus on one thing. 
focus on one aspect of God's character. And I've focused, I've chosen one about God's goodness. The Bible tells us time and time again, the Lord is good. The Lord is good. Nahum 1.7 says, the Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of distress. He cares for those who take refuge in him. The book of Psalms, it says so many times, and I just picked a few Psalms. Psalm 34 verse 8 says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Psalm 100 verses 4 and 5, it says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name for the Lord is good and his love endures forever. Psalm 145 verse 9 says, the Lord is good to everyone. His compassion rests on all of his creation. So how can we be grateful in the midst of everything that's going wrong? Because number one, our attitude depends on who God is. Number two, we can be grateful because our attitude depends on what he has done. We're talking about the past, what he has already done for us. Now how many of you can truly say, That the Lord has been good to you in the past. I know I can say that God has been good to me so many times in the past. I have experienced the blessings of the Lord in my life. I have experienced his presence in my life. I have tasted and seen his goodness as such. Church, I'm sure many of you can relate to what I'm talking about right here. Never forget, church, never forget God's faithfulness in the past. The Bible says, forget not all his benefits. Don't forget God's faithfulness in his past, God's mercy in the past, God's deliverance in your life in the past. The fact that he saved you, he provided for you, he came through for you. When you went through a hard time, he was there for you. When you felt like you had lost all hope, he filled your life with hope and gave you a purpose. So many things that God has done for you in the past. That's why we can be grateful now because Our gratitude depends on what he has done in the past. Please don't fall into that mindset of, oh, I've I've thanked him once already and that should be enough. That's not an attitude of gratitude, church. I can never stop thanking God for the number of times he has come through for me in the past. All his blessings. Our gratitude is not, is not a one-time thing. It's based on who he is and it's based on what he has done for me in the past. And I'm eternally grateful just for the gift of salvation. How can I be grateful when everything is going bad around me? Because our gratitude depends on who God is. Our gratitude is based on what he has done. Number three, our gratitude depends on what he will do in the future. What he will do in the future. Do not get caught up and focused on the here and now. And how you feel here and now. Focus on what is to come. How can you. And the question is. How can you be grateful for something that hasn't happened yet. That's where faith comes in church. Because God is faithful. He's the same yesterday, today and forever. If he took care of me in the past, I know and I have the confidence that he will take care of me in the future. That's why I can be grateful and give thanks to him. 
Romans 8, we all know that verse in Romans 8, 28. God made what? Makes all things work together for the good. So don't get caught up with the here and now just because it's bad. Because we know in the end, God will make all things work together for the good of those who believe in Him. Our gratitude is dependent on who God is. Our gratitude is depends on what He has already done. And our gratitude depends on what He will do for us in the future. Second part I was talking about, we've talked about how can we be grateful with everything happening around us. Second part is, why should I be grateful? Why should I be grateful? And again, I know the points kind of overlap, but this, this, it, it, it just makes sense to me. Why should I be grateful? Because it takes the focus on my focus off my situation. It takes the focus, I'm, I need to be grateful because it takes the situation off, my focus off my situation and fixes it on God. When we focus on our situation, we can very easily get disappointed, discouraged and depressed. Focusing on negativity just takes us down a, down, a downward spiral basically of negativity. That's it. Why should I be grateful? Because it helps me avoid the pitfalls or if you can call it the things that put me into a funk and and just make me miserable and negative that's why I need to be grateful it takes my eyes off the situation I am in and focuses it on God number two why should I be grateful because it does more for me than it does for God I just talked to someone recently a couple of months ago and uh, just we were having a conversation and he was telling me how, uh, and he told me this straight, he was an atheist, first of all. He doesn't believe in God because how can God, he thinks God of the Bible is proud and arrogant because God wants us to bow down and worship him every time. And what he said kind of, I realized that a lot of people think about God the same way, that God just wants, he's on this uh, power trip as such, and he just wants us to bow down and worship him. Somehow we think that God is like our, a lot of our leaders that you have, or kings in the old, where everybody was required to just serve them, basically. But that is not the reason we worship God. That is not the reason we express our gratitude to God. Listen to me. Expressing your gratitude to God does not give Him a big head at all. He does not, please understand, He or God does not depend on our worship or our praise for His existence. Think about it, and I, I know I'm using this example, but this was what popped into my head as I was preparing. Peter walking on the water. Being grateful, what happened to Peter? He started sinking when he took his eyes off God. When we are grateful, it is one of the ways we fix our eyes on God. That's what it is. That's where it does more for us. When we are grateful, it helps us fix our eyes for God. And what did it do to Peter? It helped him. If he stayed focused on Christ, he rose above the situation, the waves. That's exactly what it does to us. When we are grateful, why we need to be grateful? Because it does more for us. Why should I be grateful? It just makes us a happier person. That's simple. 
There is something about being grateful that changes us in the sense of being happy. In that article I read, that was the number one point. It says it makes you happy. It makes you uh, healthy. And it gives you several reasons there. But the truth is this. A grateful person is, is fun to hang around versus a, a person who always complains and grumbles and is always negative. You want to avoid this kind of people sometimes. Grateful, just, I tell you, it does more for us because somehow when I'm grateful, the joy and the peace of God just floods my life. I don't know how to, to explain how and why it happens, but it happens when you do that. The joy of the Lord, the peace of the Lord just floods your heart. Another reason I feel when we ask the question, why should we be grateful? And I think this is, uh, this is something that we read in the Bible constantly, that as much as we are turned off by ungrateful people, please realize that God almost detests ungrateful people too. I think a typical symptom of an ungrateful spirit is com a complaining spirit. And I always think about the Israelites as they're making the way out of Egypt, heading to the promised land. They grumbled and they murmured against God, against Moses, almost all the time. In Exodus 14, God does all these miracles, brings them out of Egypt, and now they're heading to the promised land, but they've got to go through the Red Sea. The Red Sea is in front of them, and Pharaoh and his armies are pursuing them. And what happens? They grumble. Why? Oh, you brought us out here so that we would die. Exodus 16, you see the same thing. They're running out of food. They complain to Moses. Moses, you brought us out here so that we can die. You run out of water, say the same thing again. You brought us out here so that we can die. They complain that there's no meat. They're about, you know, they're about to cross into the promised land for the first time, but they listen to the 10 spies who have negative reports, and they say the same thing again. I don't know. You brought us out here to die so that we'll perish. Numbers 14, they complained again because they're in, God's provided every single thing for them. But in Numbers 14, you see, they complain about how hard their life is. Here's the truth, church. As much as we don't like ungrateful people, God almost despises, or I should say God despises ingratitude. That's the reason. I think for me, that's the reason I don't want to get on God's side like that where he grumbled and murmurs the whole time and my heart just turns away from, from God and what he has done for me. A grateful heart keeps our eyes fixed on God, not the circumstances. That's why we need to have or be grateful. How can we be grateful? Why should we be grateful? And this is the last point I want to make today. We all need to cultivate a habit of gratitude. We all need to cultivate a habit of gratitude. Well, people, I know some people are naturally more grateful than others, but the truth is this, we all need to develop this attitude of gratitude as such. It's a deliberate, please understand, being grateful is a deliberate choice you and me have to make. It's a decision that you have to make. It's like a skill we need to learn. It's a discipline that we need to have in our lives. The fact is this, a grateful habit or attitude doesn't just happen. That's just reality here. Have you noticed when you are ungrateful, guess what your kids become? They pick up on the same thing. 
We learn to be ungrateful because we saw someone else being ungrateful. Gratitude, a grateful attitude doesn't just happen. It's something that you have to be very intentional about. Discipline your life to be grateful. Giving thanks, especially in this passage that we just read. I know this is just, it's such an important thing for us, especially in a time like this. But giving thanks that he's talking about Paul, it's an imperative, which means it has to be be a habit as such. It's an action that goes on and on and on. Not just giving thanks once. It's something that we do all the time. God, and, and the truth is, God knows how much gratitude or having a grateful heart will benefit us. And that's why he calls us to discipline or grow in this discipline of being grateful. Make it a part of your daily routine, church. Make it a part of your daily life. I just have some points that I put together here. Make it part of your devotional life. If you want to know, these are just ways you can cultivate a habit of gratitude. Make it a part of your daily devotional life. As you pray, it says what? Let your requests be made known to God with thanksgiving. As you pray, we love to sing, sing songs of thanksgiving. Focusing on God, just gratefulness for what God, who God is. Like I said, pick one thing. Focus on one thing. His goodness or his faithfulness or his unconditional love. But make it, this is how we cultivate a habit of gratitude. Make it a part of your devotional life. Second thing you can do is in terms of a witness, share with others about this. Share with others as you are grateful to God. Share, find someone you can tell, hey, you know what? I'm grateful that God did this for me. I'm grateful for who God is and share that idea with somebody else. Share that with someone else. That's an amazing witness because it reflects your grateful heart too. Make it part of your devotional life. Share it with someone else. And then this, of course, express, develop this idea or this habit of expressing gratitude towards others too. Express gratitude to others. Thank those in, in maybe the simple and small little way, but do it. It's the way we appreciate and build each other up too. And as we do that, We build and cultivate an attitude or a habit of gratitude. The last thing I want to share with this, how do we cultivate a habit of gratitude is learn how to serve. When you serve, there's something about serving God and serving others that develops in us an attitude of gratitude, a habit of gratitude. One of the best ways to give thanks to God, one of the ways is to serve one another. Be generous. That's another way you can, you know, it's just a reflection of gratitude and what God has already done in your life. Make it a part of your devotional life. Share. Find someone to share God's goodness with. Or as you express your gratitude uh, for God or to God, share it with someone else. Express your gratitude to others. Thank them, even in the smallest ways. And find a place to serve because as you serve, it's a reflection of the gratitude you have in your heart. Gratitude, church. If anything, there is that we need to hear and what, again, what's challenged me in the last few days is to once again have an attitude of gratitude. A gratitude 
just for who God is, what he has already done for us, what he will do for us. It takes our focus off our, our, of our situations, off ourselves, fixes it on God. It does more for us, a happier, healthier life, just by focusing on who God is and everything else. Develop, commit, make a deliberate effort to be grateful. Bow your heads with me real quick because this is just a reminder for all of us, if you've been in church long enough, you've heard messages on gratitude. But it's such an important thing for each and every one of us to make a conscious effort to do that. I don't know if you need to make, I don't know, start making a journal or a diary or a blog or whatever you do. Write one thing you are grateful for every day for this next one month. See what happens. Do something of that sort. The article I was reading, this based with scientific research, it says it prolongs your life. And it's true. Because you don't stress out as much. But hear what the word of God has to say. Be thankful. Be grateful. In all situations, give thanks. Father God, we thank you once again for just a reminder that we all need to hear, God. A challenge that we all need God, to embrace, it's not something that Paul asks us to do once. It's something that we do all the time. To develop this habit of gratitude. Lord, we are grateful for everything, God. We are grateful for who you are, God. We are grateful for all that you have done for us already. And we are so grateful for what you will do, God. A grateful heart gives us the confidence to face the future. God, I pray, God, that you will, God, help us, Lord, as we discipline our lives and develop this habit and cultivate this habit, God, of gratitude. I pray you just come alongside us and give us the strength to be that. I pray, God, that our gratitude, our radical gratitude, God, will just be a testimony to those around us. I pray, God, that you take this word and challenge us, God, not just today, not just this week, God, but in the days to come, God. Challenge us to be grateful, people. Lord, I thank you once again. Thank you. We're grateful for this body, God. We're grateful for technology that we can still worship together like this, God, even though we're far apart uh, physically. We're grateful for who you are. We're thankful, oh God, for what you will do through our lives, through this church. We give you praise, God. We give you glory. And we give you, oh God, all honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you, church. Have a wonderful rest of the day, rest of the week. And I just, uh, just encourage you to reach out to us if you need any help. Uh, if you know someone who needs help, just reach out to us and still be in prayer. Keep in prayer and stay tuned for more updates. God bless you guys.